Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. For over two decades, we've been right here. Monday through Friday, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The physical delivery of wealth insurance. And boy, another day where you're going to need it. Uh, got a lot of ground to cover. Another fantastic web page today, allamericangold.com. you got to make it part of your favorite. I mean, it's, it's, it's really turning into a, a must place to go uh, to keep you all in the know. Ramon's just nailing it at allamericangold.com. Make sure you put it as part of your daily routine. We we had, you know, we got hurricanes. We've got North Korea. We've got all of these other things going. We got what debt ceilings and hurricane relief and all of these things. And well, all of that is going on. Some very interesting things have just happened. Uh, New York Federal Reserve. Uh, Chairman, the vice chair, the number two man at the Federal Reserve, Stanley Fisher, has resigned. Uh, turning in his resignation this morning, effective, uh, I think it's what next month, so October. I don't know the exact date. Uh, I want to some some reason October thirteenth coming into my head, but but he he is stepping down, uh, and it was it, just odd personal reasons. So he didn't say health reasons personal reasons. We're going to talk about that, what that really means, uh, how that, how that's going to affect the dollar and, and other things. Another attack now on bank accounts. Again, this is how it all happens when everybody's really distracted. Uh, but this is why you tune in right here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what's happening, what the new proposals are, where they're coming out from, uh, you're not going to want to miss that. So make sure uh, if if you have people you know that normally listen and they're not listening today, let them know. This is a show you're going to want uh, to share with people. Uh, they're, they're, they're really circling the wagons. I mean, this is just how, you know, they're getting ready, getting prepared. We've got another bankruptcy filing in the retail sector to talk about. We also have more... Uh, it's almost now a weekly thing. More trouble at Wells Fargo. And I'm going to reiterate, and I've been saying this all along, they're not alone. The banking industry, it's a criminal organization. It's the best criminal organization the world has ever seen. Better than any mob could ever want to be. We're going to tell you what it was and, and why it is that I think they're not alone. Another state's pension plan is blowing up, and people are heading for the exit. We'll tell you about that. And then Illinois, right? Remember Illinois. They had the downgrade, then they, at the last minute, pulled out some miraculous budget deal. Today we find out how they made up some of the money, and again, it has to do with robbing the retirees we'll talk about that and then the debt ceiling the democrats have come out and said hey you know what we'll give you the harvey fund 
but we only want a three-month lifting of the debt ceiling. Now, I don't know if that means we have to reset the debt, because I would love that. Right? Think about, right, where, where the government will, won't be able to borrow any money by the end of the month. So, by law, they have to raise the debt ceiling in order to be able to do that. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to say, hey, you know what, we won't give a number, but we'll let you keep borrowing type deal, or if they'll have to pick a number. Because we already know, right, the deficit, the federal deficit is right around $20.6 trillion. If they give it another three million, I mean, they'd have to raise it to like $21 trillion. And that would just... Just to get them to, you know, October, November, December, right sometime right, right around Christmas time. I don't know how that's going to work. The Republicans have call, already come out and called the proposal ridiculous. And, of course, we'll watch all of this unfold as uh, Donald Trump's going to talk about tax cuts. But what we're going to focus in on, obviously, is the Stanley Fisher resignation, uh, what that means. Uh, not only for for Wall Street, uh, the Federal Reserve, does that indicate that Janet Yellen is going to be next? Uh, possible replacements and what they could be standing for. And then the bigger news of the day has to do with regulations when it comes to bank accounts. You know, we've talked about what the new regulations are in regards to 401ks and money markets and IRAs and things of that nature. Now they're taking the next step in in preparing and now talking about the money that's in the bank. And remember, this is something a lot of you uh, didn't know. When you deposit that money into the bank, it's no longer yours, right? You become an unsecured creditor to that institution. In other words, by depositing that money, you essentially allow or give the bank permission to loan that money out. And therefore, you become an unsecured creditor to that financial institution. And now they're just going to write some more regulation to let you know that's what it really is. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dot. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Yesterday, we had a special on liberties in St. God, and I've been doing this a long time, and always. I guess always. I can't say always, but. 95% of the time, when we run Liberties and Saints, everybody buys the Saints. I mean, everybody. Yesterday, nobody bought the Saints. Everyone bought the Libs. Matter of fact, we actually uh, sold out and actually oversold on the Libs yesterday. I didn't sell one single Saint God. So today I said, you know what? I'm going to run it again. We've got $50, $20 saints, right? The saints, remember the saints, these are from 1907 up till gold confiscation. Teddy Roosevelt thought that Liberty coin was ugly, right? It wasn't 
glorious enough of a coin for for America, right? He wanted, you know, when when people across the world saw the Saint Gordon, that that would be much more impressive of a design. I mean, that was really what it was he was going for. Hey, the Liberty was nice, right? I mean, it, it was, but it was kind of like a lot of the other coins out there. You know, if you've ever bought, like, the foreign gold, right? We call them, you know, right, the, the bald guys with the beards, right? The bearded bald guys and, and side profiles of faces and all of those things. Uh, but it was always just a picture. You know, a lot of them were just pictures of faces. The St. Gaudens, and why they call it the St. Gaudens, those of you who may not know, the guy that designed the coin, the artist, his name was Augustus St. Gaudens. And he actually passed right as the coin was coming out, and they decided to name it after him. Uh, and it's really the design uh, that has inspired, like, the modern-day Silver Eagles, where it's the full-bodied, walking Lady Liberty uh, really was at the time, right, a, a a stark difference to any of the other gold coins uh, that were out there. And, of course, they are famous for being the coin that was really uh, in circulation when gold confiscation came around. Uh, yesterday we ran them at 1395. Gold's higher again. Matter of fact, gold's uh, 1341 right now. Uh, but we're going to run them at the 1395. Yesterday I said free shipping, right? Today I'm going to do it again. Free shipping. We've only got 50. If you want to buy one, you want to buy five, you want to buy all 50, I don't care. At 800-951-0592, the coin that Teddy Roosevelt commissioned to symbolize, really. If you call it what you want, but the power of America, right? The strength of this nation and, and why it was that he had designed uh, that coin. So, and I always, and I say this because the states are always harder to get. And we just had a real interesting market. We've had a, a big run on the liberties. I don't know why, but it just kind of worked out that way. Uh, and a lot of times, as a lot of you know, the states. You know, a lot of times carry premiums, right? They're five or ten, or sometimes fifteen or twenty dollars more than the Liberty. Uh, a lot of times we we can't get them in quantity, so just kind of a weird little market anomaly. Uh, make sure you take the time to put them away. Uh, after I read this next article, uh, you'll know why you want to do it. And by the way, there was an Uncle Eric sighting. I almost, I almost had him in here today. I've got a feeling, you can't quote me on it, but I believe he may do a show next week. I don't know which day, right? I don't know if it'll be Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. He may not do it at all, but I'm 60-40 that he's going to. So that'll be the first time Eric's been on the air in almost a year. Uh, so make sure I want to get that in there. So make sure you tune in next week, uh, and and if it's not going to happen, I'll let you know. But but I was close. I almost had it today, uh, but I think next week he may come in and do one. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Uh, and, and trust me, it, it's something where uh, 
uh, if time permits and, and health permits, he'll be here, and, and it would be, be great to hear his thoughts. So make sure you tune in next week for that. So what's really happening? I mean, we've got the Harvey cleanup, this, this Irma storm. This thing's a monster, right? You know what's weird is it's Wednesday, right? And it's supposed to hit, like, Sunday. And usually by now... They're 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 telling you, hey, this is kind of you know, this is where it's going, and they still are uncertain, right? They're they're like it's gonna probably be Florida, but now they're saying it may be the East Coast versus the West Coast, and it potentially it could be the Carolinas, right? They're not quite sure, and they're and it's just uh, it that in itself is weird and how strong it is, 185 mile an hour winds. Then you got North Korea, right? We're all worried about that. Today, Stanley Fisher resigned. But here's something that nobody's talking about. The European Central Bank, and you really need to pay attention now to, really, there's probably three main banks you really need to pay attention to, right? Our bank, right? Our central bank, the European Central Bank, the Chinese Central Bank. Right, these three central banks we've got to keep a, an eye on. To a lesser extent now, the Japanese central bank. They're kind of what? They're kind of falling out of favor. Right? Uh, the the London central bank, the English central bank, eh, no one really cares so much. Today, like Canada raised rates today. Shocked everybody. Right? Nobody cares. And I know the people in Canada care, but, you know, they don't carry that much weight. I bring up its importance and why it is now we need to pay attention. You know, we never used to have to. Nobody cared, really, what the Chinese Central Bank did or the Japanese Central Bank or the English Central Bank or the Canadian Central Bank. But now now we do, and especially when it comes to the European Central Bank because they're kind of the – not kind of. They're really at the forefront of this new central bank, right? And this new central bank has to do with taking your wealth. And and they call it, you know, uh, living wills and, and organized, you know, if a bank's got to shut down and all these things, right? They act like they're here to defend you and to protect you. Right? But I'll use Greece as the example. Those people didn't get protected. They didn't get protected at all. And they're slowly circling the noose. And it, is it coincidence that it came out now with all this other stuff going on? I, I don't believe that. The European Central Bank, Arguably, the European Union's most powerful, of course it is, it's not our, it is, it's the most powerful banking institution, apparently needs more power. Right? And this is really where the concern lies, because this is really what's happening. As these central banks have created this chaos, and, and let's not be fooled, they act like they're the saviors. Right? But really, when you really look at it, they're the root cause. According to Daniel Noy, and his, his, his 
name is N A. I'm sorry, N O U Y. N O U Y. He's the ECB's top supervisor. Okay, so he's the European Central Bank's top supervisor. Chief amongst the fresh powers it seeks is the power to temporarily prevent people from withdrawing their money from their accounts at the banks that are in distress, including by electronic fund transfers. In other words, a complete block of the ability of consumers to t- get to their money. Now, remember in Greece, right, they, they, they had the whole country in the crisis, right, so they prevented everybody. Now what the ECB wants to do is say, hey, this is this is this bank's in trouble. Nobody at this bank can take any money. The introduction of what they're calling an adequate moratorium power for authorities. Now that's a mouthful. The introduction of adequate moratorium power for authorities. Right? Like they're the cops. Right is needed in order to react with the needed flexibility if the situation of banks deteriorates rapidly. In front of members of the European Parliament, given the potentially swift evolution of liquidity crises, now, again, they fixed it. Right? They keep telling us they fixed it. A moratorium tool, right? They talk about, right, that's another great word they like to use. Oh, we've got all these tools in our toolkit. Right? And they keep adding tools to this toolkit. And every time they add a tool to the toolkit, we take it in the shorts. A moratorium tool could be necessary to ensure that there is adequate time for ensuring a credible solution. Let me give you an example. Let's just take Wells Fargo. And let's just say that we, the news media was covering it properly, which is this was a criminal organization, this was a criminal bank, Right, if they want to call it a rogue bank, and the vultures started circling, right? A lot of you would do what? If you banked at Wells Fargo, and every day you turned on the TV, and and Jim Cramer was out there pounding the table about we need to wind down this bank, and everybody was pulling their money, right? All the big investment houses were pulling their money out of Wells Fargo. What would you try to do? A lot of you would be like, I better go get my money. Now what the ECB wants to do, and the reason why this is important is because they lay the groundwork and then then it just spreads. Right? Kind of like we led the charge on on the money market and the ECB followed. The ECB did the grease thing. We followed. Right now the ECB is saying, hey, 
We need to do the same thing to bank accounts. That way, if we know that a bank's in trouble, of course, they know before we do. Right? They can go in there and set this thing up and then come out on TV and announce the bank's in trouble. <laughs> and you'll be stuck. They say that it's necessary to ensure there's adequate time for ensuring a credible solution. And remember what the credible solutions are, because really, we live in a world now where it's nothing but mega banks. Right? Every, uh, I'll try to give us the latest numbers, but I think we're now below 5,000 banks here. I mean, this is how quickly it's happened since the Great Recession. Right? We've lost 10,000 banks, and it's still happening. You know, there used to be over 18,000 banks in the 80s. We're going to finish up on what it is that the central bank in Europe is asking for, and then we're going to shift gears into Stanley Fisher when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Today is the birthday of one of the genuine heroes of the American Revolution, who was also one of history's most unique and remarkable individuals, the Marquis de Lafayette. Born September 6, 1757, his father died before he was two years old, his mother died when he was 12, and he inherited a big fortune. He joined the French military at age 14, became a captain at age 16. At age 19, despite the contrary advice of everyone he knew, he bought a ship and sailed across the Atlantic to fight in the American Revolution. Lafayette reported straight to General George Washington, and the two men became very good friends. Lafayette endured the freezing winter at Valley Forge, distinguished himself in several battles, and was wounded. In the middle of the Revolution, Lafayette returned to France and petitioned the French government to send ships, arms, troops, and supplies to the Americans. While home, he named his son George Washington Lafayette and his daughter Virginia after the new state of Virginia. He even gave a large share of his own fortune to help the Americans. Lafayette then sailed back to America to give Washington the good news about the essential aid coming from France. In 1824, many years after the American Revolution, Lafayette returned to the United States as the guest of a grateful nation. He traveled to every one of the then 24 states. He received a hero's welcome everywhere. In New York City, 50,000 people turned out to stand along the road and cheer him. In a ceremony at Bunker Hill, Massachusetts, Secretary of State Daniel Webster was the speaker, and he said, God allowed to us, in the name of the present generation, in the name of liberty, to thank you. Many U.S. cities are named after Lafayette, from Maine to Wisconsin to Fayetteville, Arkansas. 
2017 marks 50 years of the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, mailed, broadcast, and posted online to millions of Americans eager to follow her traditional conservative perspective. We continue that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com, archiving the past, addressing today's key issues, and staying alert for the future. So bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The U.S. $20 St. Gaudens. And we're at 50, 55 bucks over spot at thirteen ninety-five. Free shipping again today at 800-951-0592. Uh, if you notice, the Liberties are back up to regular price. I mean, this is... This is a sixty-dollar-a-coin savings, uh, especially now that we've got uh, gold uh, busting through the charts, all the upside. Uh, now you're starting to see. Uh, matter of fact, another person, uh, Ramon's got it on the website, calling for fourteen hundred, and all these people miraculously coming out of the woodwork. But now you're starting to get a flavor for what's really happening. Because remember, they didn't fix it. How did they fix the debt problem? They fixed it with more debt. How did they fix too big to fail? They fixed it by making them bigger. Now, the ECB is is putting forth legislation that prevents you from accessing your money, whenever they see fit. They said that the ECB and the European Commission proposed giving banks and their banking supervisors, now I don't know exactly if they're talking about the central bank themselves or is this kind of like the, uh, hey, we anoint all branch managers, the authority, which kind of usually is what that means. The authority to su- suspend some deposits, suspend certain types of deposit withdrawals and public and payment obligations in what they call exceptional circumstance and this all had to do with rules about cash but that wasn't enough now the senior ranks of the central banks want even more authority the proposal the latest proposal they're talking about the single resolution board that significant amounts of cash could still leave the bank if the moratorium was excessively narrow kind of like saying hey in in Europe they have an, an FDIC as well and in Europe, the, that insured amount is a hundred thousand euros. Here, they use two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and and that is, you know, they take if you have five or six different accounts at Bank of America, they add them all together. By the way, you'd actually have to go through the hassle of having separate banks 
to stay under that 250. But now they're saying, hey, that's too narrow. Right? Because they figured it out. Hey, most of the people at the bank have don't have 100,000 euros in it. And if we limit it to people over 100,000 euros, that won't stop the crisis from happening. And this is a significant change, right? Because everything they've talked to, well, yeah, only if it's, you know, above 250, and they want to make you think you're safe. And remember, we know they don't have that kind of money. The FDIC insurance fund, it doesn't have that kind of money. When that financial crisis hit, we learned, hey, listen, they got like 20-something billion dollars. Let's go crazy. Let's just say they had 50, 75, 100 billion. It's not enough. These banks have trillions of dollars of deposits. It was enough back in the 80s. Right, and the reason why it was enough back in the eighties, there was eighteen thousand banks, and and there was rules and laws in place that prevented these banks from being this big. That way, there was no bank that was so important that it would blow up the financial system. Now, instead of breaking these banks up so they don't have to use these type of rules, what are they doing? Not breaking them up. Now we're just going to freeze people's accounts. We're going to stop you from getting out. And now think about it. They've done it with your money market fund. They've done it with your 401ks, your IRAs, all the other debt markets. They've done it to you. You may not want to believe it, but that's what they've done. Right? They didn't need an act of Congress to do it. Now they're they're taking what the last one, your bank account because let's face it that's a debt account. You're an unsecured creditor, and now they want the hey we got to include everybody routine. If the new proposal is passed, and given that its passage will involve very little in the way of a democratic process, right again, there's no big. Uh, debate on the floor of Congress, right? You don't need the president's signature or any of that stuff. And let me tell you right now, what do you think these big banks are saying? Are you think Goldman Sachs or Merrill Lynch or J.P. Morgan or Bank of America, you think they're upset about these rules? They love it. It's almost a guarantee. Payouts to insured depositors could be suspended for five working days, according to an Estonian document recently seen by Reuters. The freeze could be even extended to a maximum of 20 days. (laughs) Could you imagine? No access to your money for three weeks? It's incredible, all of the things that are really happening. And, of course, this is a great time uh, to be releasing uh, this type of information because nobody's paying attention. 
Uh, by the way, Wolf Richter was the one that did it. He's one of my favorites, a guy that uh, I, I I go to. his. You know, as I tell you, hey, make this part of your favorites. He's one of the guys that's part of my favorites because he keeps uh, all of us in the know. And then you think about Stanley Fisher resigning today. You know, he's the number two guy at the Federal Reserve. His term ended in June of next year. So it's odd. Right, I could understand if he came out and said, hey, you know what, i got health problems and i got to resign. That would make sense, I guess, to me, saying, hey, you know what, uh, I just can't wait till June. But that's not what happened. Instead, he came out and, and resigned, citing personal reasons. We're going to talk about that next, what those reasons may be, and then ultimately, who's going to replace them. Estonia? That's who we got the information from. Somebody was kind enough to leak it to Reuters. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't even know that that they're doing this. You know, and this is all this is happening everywhere. And then people, you know, you got to wake up to what's really going on. I mean, all of these banks are getting gobbled up and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Look at Wells Fargo. How many more indictments can there be? And, of course, there's no indictments, right? There's just lawsuits. Nobody's getting sent to prison, right? And they're out there circling the wagons on all of us, right? And the answer to these problems is simple. Hey, listen, these banks are too big. Right? If one of them goes under, it'll cause chaos. We need to stop it. Right? And the answer is simple. Hey, let's break them up. Solve. Problem solved. Let's go back. This was a mistake. We should have never allowed them to do this. There was a reason why. Remember, most of these laws that prevented all of this stuff were in- instituted during the last Great Depression. And then they wanted to pretend that, oh, well, we fixed it. Now, we, we're smarter. Now, they're no smarter. And it's the same thing. And all those they're doing, you know what they're smarter about? They're smarter about protecting themselves and putting all of us at risk. And then Stanley Fisher resigns today. If you go out to our website, the very first article, uh, Neil Kashkari just essentially went on the offensive. Yesterday... We had uh, Lael Bernard kind of, uh, I guess, uh, turn against Janet Yellen and Stanley Fisher, right? They're the ones that have been leading this charge of uh, everything's great, we fixed it all, and raised the rates, and and all this mumbo-jumbo about we're going to, raises are just around the corner, and yet we continue to make less and less and less money. Then Neil Kashkari comes out and says, hey, you know what? When you look at real data, and that, I'm I'm making the assumption he's looking at real data. Hey, forget all of this economic theory bullcrap. These interest rate hikes have actually they're hurting. The economy's in trouble. Right? Things are getting worse, not better. And then today, Stanley Fisher resigns for 
personal reason. His term was up in, in what, June of next year? So we had about nine months to go. Of course, Janet Yellen's term's up a little sooner than that. Is this a admission that that the that he's lost the confidence of the board members and that he's decided to step away that he doesn't he no longer has uh, the respect of his fellow fed governors I don't know I'm speculating that I don't know it is curious the timing now we're going to have to get now uh, Trump is going to have a, another spot to fill one of the things that he has been adamant about is he's very, very, very comfortable with these ultra-low rates, right? So he's obviously going to pick somebody who is going to be a dove. I guess, you know, not that anybody on the Federal Reserve is really a hawk anymore, but, but Stanley Fisher was probably one of the more hawkish members, right? He was the one that, that was, you know, oh my God, wages are going to start exploding. Just daunting. So my guess is that Stanley Fisher's replacement is going to be a member who is not very keen on raising rates. I think this fits with the the dollar slide program that we've been talking about. I would not be surprised if this also means Janet Yellen is done. If she doesn't say, hey, I'll take a reappointment next year. That's another person now that Trump would replace, and obviously replace it with somebody who also would be, yeah, forget about these rate hike programs. Again, fitting with this dollar slide. I think this is actually a very bullish development as far as when we look at where we think things are headed. And and really, forget about, you know, what a survey, this survey and that survey, but when we look at real, really where the facts are leading us. I think this dollar weakness that we've been in, you know, the dollar's down like 10%. I mean, it's pretty big. Well, I guess it's not quite 10% yet. Getting close. Getting close. I think we're seeing a clear indication now that the Federal Reserve members that have been advocating for rate hikes, like Kaplan today, came out and said, yeah, rates are fine where they're at. You know, we'll still do the balance sheet thing, but now another one of these quote-unquote bulls going into the other camp. And now with Stanley Fisher stepping aside, I think this opens the door uh, for an even more dovish tone to the Federal Reserve, and plus probably means Janet Yellen may may not seek reappointment as well because she's starting to lose her allies, right? Lael Bernard yesterday kind of saying, eh, yeah, I'm kind of, I was on board, but now I, I'm getting off the bus here. Right now, Stanley Fisher says, you know what, I'm not even going to finish out my term. I'm going to step down now. Uh, I, I think these are very indicative of a, a policy where we're going to see continued dollar weakness uh, because really, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's not really healthy what's happening. Right, We're not 
getting that good, strong, real economic growth. We've got part-time jobs, but that's about it. And an economy that kind of runs part-time. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. Make sure you take the time. Put some of those things away. Final segment. Uh, gold's down eighty. Uh, it's been up and down all session. Some some light profiting, but again, the dollar's following suit. The dollar's down. Back down 92.13. It briefly broke back below 92. It's just a matter of time. Uh, The Stanley Fisher resignation uh, just is a just confirms that we're going to see more dollar weakness. Uh, And I think you're seeing all of these people now. Everyone's raising their forecast on gold. Goldman Sachs did the the best one yesterday. They had one guy say, "Oh no, well, gold's going to correct," and then the guy's boss comes out, "Oh, gold's going higher." You know, one of those deals. Listen, I, I think we kind of really are starting to lay the foundation. They've made the problem bigger. They've made the problem worse. Now they're instituting rules that are going to prevent you from having access uh, to to your funds. And this is why you got to have something outside. And this is why you have wealth insurance, because it allows you to, it's really, you know, it's the reason why they talk, you know, gold's the currency of last resort. And when they prevent you from getting to your money, that's it. You've got the gold. Uh, the the U.S. St. Gaudens, I mean, this is a legendary coin. You know, uh, Teddy Roosevelt wanted something magnificent and this was the design that they had come up with 1395 plus we're throwing in the shipping 800-951-0592 and of course as always remember this is how we stay on the air uh when you do business with us and we do it better than anybody if you've never done business with us before so simple right we got arlene here she's the nicest employee i have she's She's fantastic. You just call up the 800 number and say, Arlene, I want the special. And she'll just ask you how many you want. I mean, that's that's our big question. There's no bait and switch, right? You don't need to take a shower when you're done with it. it it's just that simple. You just tell her, I want one, I want five, I want ten. Uh, we ask for your address. We don't call you unless you ask us to, and then even then, you know, we try not to, but but uh, we don't do any of that stuff. We don't rip you off. You're not going to find out you got cheated. We treat you with honesty. We treat you with respect. And, and quite honestly, it's the reason why we've been here for so long. Uh, not only do, do people reorder, they tell their friends as well. Uh, and today, just a fantastic opportunity in the St. Gaudens market at $1,395 at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. I didn't get to the pensions. I promise I'll try to do it tomorrow. Uh, by the way, Kentucky, throw them into the ring now. They're having such bad pension problems. Everybody's retiring now because they're they're worried that the pension's going to be insolvent, and they they think their chances will be better if they retired than if they're still working. Uh, we'll try to talk about that. And Illinois, I didn't even get to Wells Fargo today. Uh, This is a whistleblower now. Now we have uh, someone from within the bank itself coming out and saying, hey, Wells Fargo was also doing this. Uh, And I'll try to get to that tomorrow because it's gotten to the point now 
where it's really easy to believe. Now, this is just how all the banks were operating. Wells Fargo may have been the worst of the bunch, but I'll use Warren Buffett as the example, right? There's always more than one cockroach. (laughs) Patriot Radio News Hour. Get yourself some wealth insurance. You're going to be glad you did. 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. God bless everybody, and we'll be back tomorrow.